AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's do it. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, AM570, LA Sports, the big Friday show, Rodney, where anything goes. Anything. Anything. Anything on Friday. All right, let's repeat our housekeeping off the top. One pair of tickets, UCLA, Arizona. We're giving those away today. Want you to win them. We'll give them away between now and 2 o'clock. Also, we're giving a pair of tickets away to see the Lakers and Clippers. That'll be Wednesday night at the Crypt. It's a Clipper home game. You'll be in our suite. We have the suite. This is just for our listeners. We don't want any riffraff. We don't want any people that try to sneak in listening to Petros and Money. This is for our listeners. If you love Colin Cowherd, you should. Our listeners only. And when you call, we will make sure and confirm you're one of our listeners. We want you, our people. How do you confirm that? How do you make, how do you, how do you uh, police yeah. that, Fred? Right. <laughs> the world. First of all, by virtue of the fact that they would be listening to find out when we ask them to call in so they can win, wouldn't that by process of elimination tell you, Fred, that they are listening to our show? That's fair to say. But I'll also say this, by virtue of the fact that I'm saying it, someone could text a friend of theirs who might not always listen to us and say, hey, why don't we both try to win? And if we do, then we'll take each other. We're not going to do that. And we have a very specific screening process. Oh, we oh, do. What, oh, really? Oh, that's, that's news to me. Since I'm screening it, that's yeah, news to me, friend. Right. So please. And news to me. Yeah, oh, by all okay, means, good. tell us. Well, this is how we're going to handle it. Okay. If you call for the suite, the Clipper-Laker game yep. at the Crypt, Kevin will pick up on the on the correct number, which Rodney will give. What caller number? Kevin, you screen them like this. Tell the truth. Do you listen every day to this show? Ask that question. Yes, I do. No. Everyone's working on the honor system. It's the honor system. We're going to believe you. Now, if Kevin hears in your voice the slightest bit of hesitation, oh, God. you will not win. That's how we're going to screen people. We want our listeners only. So please do that, Kevin. Good luck, Kevin. <laughs> With all due respect, Fred, I'm not doing that. Uh, so if you, if you happen to call in when we ask for a caller number and you happen to be that number, you win the tickets. There you go. There are no caveats. Okay, I think it should be a little more involved in that. I'm just being honest. Can you listen to their voice? I'm serious. Listen to the boy. What is he a detective? Yes. Right. What do you think Work I am? For the government? I want you to. I want you to actually confirm that these people listen to us all the time. Will you do that? Yes or no? No. Okay. Well, then just call and you'll win. Yes. Okay. We'll do it. Like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll try that. Yeah. What did we talk about at twelve twenty-five uh, three days ago? <laughs> then we'll prove whether you listen or not. You want me to do that, Fred? Who won? Yeah, who did last Thursday? That is a great idea. Uh, that yeah, I'm sure. I'm not surprised you think that. That's a great idea. Hey, I'm not doing that either. Okay, all right. Just call then, and we'll give you a cue to call. But wait, there's more. We were just informed starting next week. Oh. You got one more, Rodney. 
Every day we are giving away a bouquet of pro flowers. Every day, starting next week. So you can win the flowers and give them to a loved one. Every day next week. Every day we're giving away flowers. Right, we're giving away flowers next week. Right. You can win the flowers, bring them to the suite. Oh, good. Flowers we're giving away. Are these the same kind of flowers that uh, Kanye gave Drake? (laughs) We're giving away flowers. And we're giving away the suite and UCLA, Arizona. Uh, All of that is coming up. All right. All of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? It's Friday. We're givers on the Friday show. Rodney? That's what I'm talking about, Fred. That's what I'm talking about. Your heart is so big. Oh, my God. Man, oh, man. You know what? It is. People don't realize. It is bursting. We live to give. That's who we are. That's what we're about. That's how we say thank you to all the people that listen, our friends, and that we call them our extended family. Thank you. Thank you very much. Damn right. Damn right. So yesterday we talked to Justin Turner, and, uh, you know, that's really the first time, Rodney, that he has spoken since the end of the season. Uh-huh. Now, we know that he spoke to the team after the game. We know he posted on Instagram a message to the fans of Los Angeles. So then you start thinking, wait a minute, he gave this emotional speech to the team, and then he posted on Instagram, and I started to think, he really doesn't know what's going to happen. He really doesn't know. It's the club option, and we learned the club has five days to pick him up or notify him following the World Series. So that's how this is going to play out. And here's some of what Justin had to say yesterday. I'm kind of in limbo right now, just waiting to see what happens. I know, I think they have a five days after the World Series ends to make that decision, and uh, I haven't heard a whole lot yet, so um, I'm not really sure. You want to come back, obviously. Everybody wants you back, so that that we've established that now. We want you back. You yeah. want to come back. Yeah, of course. If this thing went sideways, would you want to continue to play somewhere else? Uh, I definitely want to continue to play. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping and everything works out and, and it's in the Dodger uniform because obviously I spent the last nine years here and um, you know my career's taken off here. Our foundation has been doing wonderful things here and um, we want to continue that. And um, it'd be great to end my career as a Dodger, but, um, you know, things don't always go as, as planned and we don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, but I do still feel like, uh, I love playing the game. I love showing up every day. I love the teaching aspect of it. Um, spending time with younger guys and spending time in the cage and, and talking about it. And, um, you know, the way my second half went, I, I definitely know that there's more in the tank and I, I want to keep going. And you know, the thing you said about a second half, he said, yeah. if you had to script it a certain way, that's the way you want it. You don't want to have a sizzling first half and then fall off. If you're going to start, if you're going to be slow, start slow and finish strong. Of course. Yeah. Um, okay, Rodney. So, uh, it, and I thought he was really honest and open there. I just don't know what's going to happen. Now, we all know what we want to happen. But here, here's what I find interesting. So, Internet Matt posted it on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We put it everywhere. So I just read some of the comments. What do people really think? I ran it on Channel 4 last night. The majority of people said, we want JT back. But it was not unanimous. And this is what I found interesting. There were people that said, time to move on. Time to go in a different direction. And I think what's important here, if you're in that group, time to move on, time to go in a different direction, Justin Turner is going to play Major League Baseball next season. Okay, and if not with the Dodgers, with somebody. So you should know that. 
He's not done. He's not finished. He's not washed up. But the thing Justin Turner provides for the Dodgers is something that is very difficult to find, and that is he is a leader. He is part of the fabric that holds the chemistry together. You don't want to lose something like that. That's as important as him playing third base every day. Am I nuts here, Rodney? <laughs> Are you nuts? Yeah, you're nuts. But that take is not nuts. No. Oh, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know, people love to, you know, get get behind the keyboard and say what they want. That's that's fine. That's their that's their prerogative. Um, but no, you're right. He's he's a he's a staple here in town already. Been here nine years and hopefully more than that. Uh, he does incredible work. Uh, he and his wife Courtney off the field and and we love him for that. And he's been productive. So yes, everybody struggled in the World Series and in the in the playoff. I mean in the playoffs and postseason this year. So it, it's difficult. But he did have a, a a very good second half of the season and still can do it at a high level. Um, is he is he in that uh, everyday play mode? No, like he used to be. No, no. But with the DH in the National League, it it, it saves him innings and saves his legs. So he certainly can still play. But I, to your point, he is certainly, if not more valuable, to be in that clubhouse with this team um, than anybody else on the squad. Now, here's the other thing I found really interesting about our conversations concerning the Dodgers over the past couple of days. Remember when we came on and we talked about Aaron Judge? Okay, but now who would you have to give up to get him? And we we put some restrictions on it. You'd have to get rid of, let's say, Cody Bellinger and Trey Turner and Justin Turner. And we just did that for the sake of conversation. Obviously, the Dodgers can do whatever they want. They can sign whoever they want. They have all the money. But my point was, even when you have all the money, you don't want to spend all of it. So we did put some qualifiers on it. All right, people reacted to that conversation. I think we took some calls on it. But what I found interesting reading, again, uh, at Rogan and Rodney or the AM570 LA Sports Instagram page, the majority of people, Rodney, really didn't want Aaron Judge. As a matter of fact, they really didn't want anybody. The majority of people, the comments I read, were stay the course. The Dodgers are doing this the right way. And I don't know in any other market where people would react this way if the team came comes up short. Oh, we've got to make some changes. We've got to do something. But I think the fans here are very intelligent. And I also think, and not everybody feels this way. I got that. And there are going to be people that say, fire Friedman, fire Dave Roberts. I understand all that. But the majority of people, the comments I read, don't blow this up. Keep going. Keep going in this direction and keep doing it the way you're doing it. Does that, as a guy who played, surprise you that fans are not saying, let's just go get Aaron Judge? Uh, first of all, nothing surprises me when it comes to fans. Uh, nothing. Uh, you hear the craziest things from fans. So that doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Um, but you remember... The, before there was a a split on the Bryce Harper sweet sweepstakes when he was coming out and everybody said give up Cody Bellinger give up this and give up that to go get uh, Bryce Harper um that was something the Dodgers stood pat on and didn't want to do it there were people out there saying yes go get Bryce Harper at all costs 
Um, and the Dodgers didn't see it that way and kept Bellinger. Um, and I think the same thing here. When you talk to most people and, and, and they look at, because they look at it from the surface standpoint, because obviously they haven't, they're not behind the scenes with the Dodgers and the makeup and haven't looked totally deep into all of the reasons and all of the situations that led to them not making it to the World Series. Um, they see Aaron Judge on the surface, say, oh, let's go get it. But also there's a faction of the fans that see Aaron Judge as not a necessity. We need to get pitching. We need to get starting pitching. That's where we need to be. We need to get a closer. That's where the focus needs to be. So a lot of people are focused on, I don't care if it's Aaron Aaron Judge or Barry Bonds out there. They Some people are stuck on, let's get pitching. Pitching, pitching, pitching. That's where the Dodgers fail. When in essence, the Dodgers had the best ERA in baseball last year. And their staff, as a staff, was in, in the top three or five in, in pretty much every category. So... Pitching was okay, even in the playoffs. Pitching was fine. It was they didn't hit. Um, so uh, it, it doesn't surprise me that people are saying that. Um, it's just it's just the way it is with, with fans. I think they got their mind set up on pitching rather than position player. I also think it speaks to people buy what the Dodgers are selling. And that's really difficult to You think accomplish. that as a whole? Yeah. Well, I think, well, look. The people that I respond. Don't know. There's a lot of people that don't believe what the Dodgers are selling. That hate the analytics, especially when they get bounced from the playoffs. Hate the analytics. Hate this. Hate Friedman and Roberts the way they do things, and they, they got to change things up. I think there's a lot of people feel that way. Right? But I think if you watch the games and we watch them all, and if you're really kind of embedded in what goes on, and we are because that's our job, we really try to keep close eye. We have David Vassay with the team every day. Uh and this is the radio home of the Dodgers, the sense I got, and I was somewhat surprised reading it, whereas you would say uh, Twitter is uh, a town with no sheriff. Uh, yep. What I was surprised with is people actually thought what the, the way the Dodgers are operating works. Don't mess with that. Don't change that. By the way, that's the rational thinking that should be employed here. But we don't always hear that. I think you you asked that question two weeks ago. They will blow it up and change the way they do things. They can't. They, the analytics don't work. The, the way they built this doesn't work. They're not built for the playoffs. We heard over and over again. So it's you know if the wind blows a certain way this way, that's the way the fans feel. I don't think you can get caught up into because I do. I, I believe there would be a different percentage of people if you ask this question right after they lost to uh, the Padres. Right, that's why you have to take some time and really analyze it and think about it and consider it carefully. Yeah, we yeah. we we both hope Justin Turner stays. Shall we wrap up our Dodger conversation with that? We both want Justin Turner to stay. Of course. All right. Of course we do. Let's move to this now. Kyrie turn two. Right. Kyrie Irving yesterday. Uh look, you know he retweeted something in, in very poor taste. Uh and he was asked because all of a sudden the sense was that Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic. And if you don't know what that means, it means you don't like Jewish people. That's what it means. You you are uh, you you have a predetermined judgment toward Jews. You don't like them. You're anti-Semitic. Okay, so then it, it really started to blow up. And of course, if it happens in Kansas City, it's one thing. If it happens in New York, it's very different. Because there are a lot of Jewish people in New York. 
So that became a major story that he did that. He didn't really walk it back. He, he didn't really explain himself. So it got to a point yesterday where the media was asking him questions and just put it to him. Are you anti-Semitic? Let's go back to yesterday. Do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? Again, I'm going to repeat. I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. But this is not going to turn into a spin-around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to hear, though, is a yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Okay, well, then we tried to figure out where he comes from. Because Jersey. We, okay. Well, does that mean he grew up with a lot of Jews? So he can't be anti-Semitic? Maybe. Only Kyrie knows. Oh, right. And that was the problem. Only Kyrie knew. So really, he was he was doing one of two things there, at least in my opinion. The first thing was, uh, you're not going to put me on the spot. I don't have to answer a question if I don't want to answer it. Okay. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is, he's anti-Semitic. It's really one of the two if he wouldn't specifically answer the question. So that then caused kind of a firestorm as well. And because they asked him those specific questions and he answered the way he did, that was enough. Then he was suspended five games. They just had enough. They asked you a question you refused to answer. That caused people to guess it's one or the other. So they suspended him for five games. Now what do you think? Here's what he thought. Then he apologized. Then he took to social media and he apologized and said he was not anti-Semitic. Rodney, did he apologize because he was suspended five games? Did he apologize because he thought he made a mistake? Why? How do you break all of this down? I don't know. Only, only Kyrie knows. Only Kyrie knows what's in his heart and why he apologized. One thing we do know that Kyrie is about Kyrie. And Kyrie, I, I believe, hates being told what he can and cannot say and what he can and cannot do. And that's fine. That's fine. You can you can speak your mind. It is a free country. You can do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to say. But also know that there's consequences to doing that, to saying that, especially if you are working for someone or working for an organization. You know, the problem with, with – the Kyrie situation now is Kyrie's not a boxer. Kyrie's not a tennis player. Kyrie's not a golfer where it's just him. It's He's an individual, and it's an individual sport. He plays on a team. And this whole situation where we're less than 15 games into the season, and he's already sucked all of the energy out of the Brooklyn Nets, out of the team, out of the season already, I believe. And we're we're barely a quarter of the way in into the season. It's just it's unfortunate for the other players on the team. And yes, it's a very simple question, at least in my mind, is a yes or no. And he refused to do the next yes or no. And I believe he refused to do the yes or no because he didn't want to get put in a box. Um, deep down, do I believe he's anti-Semitic? No, but I don't think he I don't think he appreciated being put on the spot and have to answer a question the way the media wanted him to answer a question. That was more to it than anything else, I believe. So you believe if he'd answered one way, no, 
that would have led a follow-up to something else. And why'd you do what you did? And all of oh, a yeah. sudden, now he's trying to backpedal the whole time. Oh, yeah. Or he could have shut it down and just said no. And then move on. Let's move on to the next thing. But if it's a part of me that feels like he he's enjoying this. Really? Like he, he He's enjoying this situation. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I, I think he's enjoying the intention. I think it's you know, going back to, to to seventeen, where he's was adamant about the world being flat. You know, uh, he's 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 uh, loves to jump into controversial topics and ideas, and not just for himself, but also put it out there. You know, the association with with Alex Jones. I mean, uh, the most controversial people out there. Um, what he's doing now on the heels of all of all of the backlash and ugliness that he has seen and the world has seen go on with Kanye West on those heels and we're still in the middle of it to purposely put something out as controversial as what he put out in, in support of uh, a book and a and a documentary that suggests there's some anti-semitism to it to put that out in the midst of all that, what we saw with Kanye West, it just is is either tone deaf, not reading the room, not reading the climate of the country and where we are right now, or you're looking for some real attention to stir some things up. You know, I, he'll be a free agent. I have to tell you, I don't think I get into business with that guy because if, if it's not one thing, it's another. I don't care how many threes you can shoot. I, I don't. We don't know if you'll show up half the time. If you do show up, we don't know what you'll say half the time. You become a major distraction. And you can always overcome certain things when you're building a team because talent trumps all. Character does count for some. For others, it does not. But talent wins. If you can make a difference, if you can push us over the hump, we're good. We're, we're good to go. I don't think at this point, no matter how good he was, Rodney, I would want to get into business with him. Yeah, a few years back, maybe, and maybe that's why Brooklyn did. But at this point, um, when it becomes a pattern, Cleveland blew it up. You know, went to went to Boston, um, blew it up, and now in Brooklyn, blowing it up. And so wherever he's gone, he's been the focal point of it being some real drama and controversy. And so, yeah, at this point, it, 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 he falls into what I love to call. The life is too short category, Fred. Life is too too short. Yes, you can you can say and believe whatever you want to believe, but not in my house, not on my team, not in my situation. Go 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 spit that somewhere else. And you can have fun doing it and go free speech it all you want. But in my organization, we we're not having that. All right, we're giving away UCLA Arizona tickets, giving away uh a pair of tickets to the Clipper Lakers suite for our listeners. All of that is coming up. When we come back, Cam Akers is back. But how did that happen? And will he play for the Rams this weekend? Benny Bonsignor will join us. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Credit. That's credit. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. 
If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. Oh, yeah. It is Friday. And when we play this song, you know what's happening. It's Friday, Fred. And you know what? Yeah, we don't care. Not at all. No, we don't. Mm-mm. Not one bit, Rodney. Not one bit. Okay, here's what we're going to do later this hour. We're going to play Know Your Squad. You call. Yeah, we are. And you win Know Your Squad. You're getting the what UCLA happens? Arizona ticket. Ooh. But if you lose Know Your Squad, we open it up oh. for everybody. I like that. Want to do that? I like that. Okay. That'll That's be coming up later on this hour. Now we welcome on our NFL insider and dear friend, Vinny Bonsignor. Vinny, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, gentlemen from Florida. How are you guys doing? Well, doing well, Vinny. How is uh, the weather down there? Hot and humid. So um, it was probably a good thing that the Raiders came out here or stayed out here uh, in Florida to kind of get used to the uh, what they're going to face in Jacksonville on Sunday because it's going to be hot and humid. So uh, somebody forgot to tell Florida that it's fall because it feels like summer right now. Yeah, that's the way the uh, Raiders are playing, like it's summer, not fall. Oh, thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Easy. What is the mood, Vinny? What is the mood of this Raider team? I know there were high hopes coming into the season. New coach. um, Derek Carr got his receiver and Devontae Adams. They got some other guys coming in in the offseason. We praised them for what they did in the offseason. But now they're off to a, a rocky start. Get blanked last week. I mean, what's the mood with this in this locker room with this team? Yeah, um, they were definitely embarrassed uh, after the Saints game, and and rightfully so. They just didn't show up to play. Uh, that was kind of um, they hadn't played like that, you know, over the first six weeks of the season. So it was sort of inexplicable on why that can happen, how that can happen, who's to blame, and really the the the, the bottom line is everyone uh, was to blame. And what was what was you know pretty disappointing for them is. You know, the Saints kind of came in with the same in the same predicament, the same type of record, and trying to fight for the same thing in their division. Uh, and they showed what real urgency was all about, what real, um, you know, kind of playing with a desperate uh, uh, mode set was all about. And the Raiders just weren't ready to uh, to compete at that level. And so I think there was, you, you got to figure, and they, they've talked about this, kind of a learning experience on what real urgency looks like, because the Saints sure showed it. Um, and they, they feel like if they could bring that or get elevated to that level, uh, they, they should be okay. You know, they're going to remember the first six weeks, even though the results weren't necessarily there. They were competitive. They were in every game, including the Kansas City Chiefs. Probably should have won that game. Uh, and that's what they want to kind of remember and sort of forget the Saints debacle, but also understand if they don't handle their business, that's, that could happen, uh, you know, against any team that they play. Yeah, well, every time they go out now, they're one step away uh, from being eliminated. You know what I mean? It's like exactly you can't have another bad one because that'll that'll probably doom you. So they they every game now for them, they put themselves in the position of making it a must win. Uh, Rams are in Florida as well. They're at Tampa on Sunday. Cam Akers is back at practice. Cam Akers was there, then he was gone. Now he's back. They tried to trade him. They couldn't. And uh, what do you think about what's going on with Cam Akers? Well, it really feels like they're kind of trying to make the best of a uh, not-so-good situation. Um, you know, I, I heard what, what Cam had to say. Hey, I never requested a trade, and I always wanted to be here. Well, you know, your actions said otherwise. 
Uh, the Rams definitely uh, were listening to offers and trying to trade them. They couldn't find anything that, you know, uh, fit what they were looking for. So, you know, it's kind of back to the uh, to square one now, and, and they're going to try to make the bo- mo- most of it. Here's the thing. He's a pretty good running back. You know, if they can get sorted out, whatever the issue was, whatever the football uh, differences that they had, they, they need him. This is the 31st-ranked run game in the NFL. I know a lot of that has to do with the running game, or excuse me, the, uh, the, the offensive line, but Cam Akers is a pretty good running back, and he's shown that uh, over, his, over his Rams career. They need him to play. And if making the most of a bad situation is him going out there uh, and playing, whether it's to stay in Los Angeles for you know, uh, a prolonged period of time, or increase his, you know, uh, stature for, for other teams on a trade maybe during the offseason, that could only be a good thing. But they got to get on the same page, and they got to move in the right direction. If they do, he can help them. Hey, Vinny, I look at this game. This is a crossroads, right, for both teams. I mean, both teams that had high expectations, aspirations going into the season. The Rams obviously wanted to try to repeat after uh, they won the Super Bowl. The, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks coming off two years ago winning the Super Bowl. Um, but both just not playing well, had a uh, boatload of injuries on both sides. Um, where do you see both these teams? It's almost like a, a must-win for both of these guys in, in order to stay in the hunt. I think I think you you said it perfectly. It's a crossroads game for both teams, and one team's going to turn in one direction, and the other team's going to continue uh, in, in a bad direction. And not to say that all problems are solved for either team, uh, if they win, but if you lose, you're really um, starting to put yourself in a bad situation. Now, one thing for uh, you know the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's just such a bad division right now. I mean, I saw the Saints; they're okay, uh, but it's Andy Dalton that, as their quarterback, and right now, I think they're in first place, um, miraculously so. Uh, so, you know, Tampa Bay, I think, has a little bit more wiggle room in terms of the division that they're playing in, but neither one of these teams wants to be a team that just kind of sneaks into the playoffs and, oh, great, you made the playoffs, but are you really a playoff team? And I think this game at least gives the winning team a path to being a playoff team and see what happens when you get in there. But for the loser of this game, uh, you're putting yourself in really, really, really bad position. All right, Vinny, let's move now to the Chargers and Falcons. Chargers, wide receiver, injuries, defensive issues, stopping the run. I think this is a a pretty pivotal game for the Chargers as well. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, the Falcons haven't been horrible. Um, you know, and Marcus Mariota, while he's not throwing the ball all that well, um, he's he's been a weapon for them and has kept them in games. Um, it's a cross-country trip, and, the, you know, the, the Chargers are a wounded team. And, you know, I, I it's hard to, to figure out what the Chargers are all about. First of all, we really haven't seen them lately. Uh, as a healthy team, so that that doesn't that doesn't help. But you know, are they pretenders? Are they are they somewhat for real? Um, I don't know yet. And I, I do think that if they go and, and lay an egg in, in Atlanta, which is all which is entirely possible, the Falcons play pretty decently uh, at home. Again, that's another team that you thought was it, the, the things were going to look so much different at this point of the year, but here we are, uh, and they can't afford to lose either. Do the fingers start pointing at Brandon Staley, uh, Vinny, if, if they don't come out of here with a win or turn this thing around? Uh, because we've we've seen this, and yes, you can say injuries are a big part, but that's what the Chargers are. I mean, for as long as we can remember, the Chargers have been snake-bitten by injuries, um, and, it, and it doomed Anthony Lynn before Brandon Staley, and it's dooming him now. 
Um, and then, you know, with the fourth down decisions and all those things and them not making the playoffs, um, where do you see him sitting right now if this team does not turn this around? Yeah, uh, no question about it. The coach is, is going to come under under heat. I don't know, you know, uh, how how quickly um, they would pull the plug, you know, on that. Uh, and, and, and pretty soon after you start keep and, – and, you got to look at the the the, the Charger situation. Uh, if they were to move on from him, they'd be looking at their third coach in about four years. I mean, at some point, you know, uh, coaches are going to look at that situation and say, "Do I really want to be on on that kind of a, a, a short lease? Like, if it doesn't get turned around uh, quickly, uh, I'm going to be the next one that gets fired." On the other hand, God, you look at the offense that they have and just Justin Herbert and the weapons that they have, there's a lot of coaches that would love to be a part of that and feel like, Hey, I'll go in there and get that darn thing fixed up. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's too much talent, even with the injuries, there's too much talent for the Chargers to be struggling the way they are. All right, Vinny, before we let you go, the situation in Washington, uh, looks like Daniel Snyder got the little push. Everybody thought he would to start exploring, selling the team, which means he will sell the team. Uh, who do you think will buy it? Uh, I don't think there's going to be any shortage of of of, uh, of, of people. That, I don't know who it's going to be, uh, but there's there's not going to be any shortage of interested parties. That's a that's a proud franchise. Uh, when it's rolling, it makes money. Uh, it's a very popular brand, uh, you know. Even with the name change and all that, uh, and it's there's a fan base there that's just um, starving to root for something and jump back on board. When 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 Washington is good. You know that it, it's a special place to play football. It's a special place um, to, to to work and, and and to be a part of. And I think that there's yep. you know plenty of of, uh, of of groups of people that out there that want to be a, a part of that. I'd love to see. I know Magic is is talking to um, you know the Raiders, and uh, that's moving along. Uh, but 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 if a situation like Washington came up, I think that he and and his group uh, would be would be a perfect fit there. You know, you mentioned Magic talking to the Raiders. That came out. Rodney, I, I, I don't know if you have any uh, information on that or not. I do not. Okay. And they want to buy a minority part, Vinny, or Mark Davis would sell them the whole, the whole kit and caboodle? No, definitely not the whole uh, kit and caboodle. Basically, um, you know, it would be turning... Cash flow. It would be turning, it would be turning paper into money for, for you know, uh, for, for uh, Mark Davis. It's not like he's hurting for cash or anything like that. Um, you know, he's not one of the richest owners. We all get that, but, but he's doing completely fine. However, uh, if he were to sell off, you know, uh, a percentage of this team at the current, uh, you know, value that is, that, that is valued at, he'd be putting real money in his pocket real quick, but it wouldn't be, um, you know, to sell the entire team. It would be to, to, you know, to turn some, uh, equity into, or, or, you know, uh, uh, paper into, into real money. That makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, yeah, and 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 real quick, Benny. Um, you know, you know, you mentioned, you know, Washington. You're absolutely right. I played there a year, and they are, they are as passionate. People don't talk about them as much, but passionate about that football team, especially when things are going well, as any city in the league. Washington fan base is is really deep and incredible, and I think they have suffered under under Snyder all these years, and I, and I do believe that the other owners nudged have been nudging him to get out. Yeah, um, because you know he's putting a uh, a black eye on on the entire league, uh, and there's 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 certain things that you know 32 owners will put up with, 
Uh, but when it starts affecting the bottom line, um, when it starts really, when, when you're getting clumped in um, with, with him uh, as, as, you know, one of his colleagues uh, in, in ownership, and it starts looking bad on you, um, then that's when action starts taking place. So, uh, you know, to, to hear what Jim Irsay said uh, the other day at the, uh, at the owners' meetings in New York about, you know, hey, maybe this is a path we need to start going down, I commend Jim Irsay for being one of the owners to stand up and say, this isn't good enough, and we're not going to tolerate it, and this is probably a path that we should take, which is making him sell the team. Because uh, the longer he's there, the blacker the eye gets, and the, and the more open wound uh, it is because what was going on in Washington is not acceptable, period, exclamation point. And they need to find a new leader there. All right, Vinny, we appreciate you jumping on. Thanks for the info. Uh, survive the humidity, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Have a great weekend. Okay, up for grabs now. One pair of tickets to see UCLA and Arizona at the Rose Bowl. But to win those tickets... You've got to win Know Your Squad. The squad is the Chargers. 866-987-257. Come on. Who wants some? If you win, you get the tickets. If you don't win, we open them up for everybody. Know Your Squad is next. <laughs> the Texas road trip continues for the Clippers. John Wall. When he turns it on, there's nobody that can keep up. As they're in San Antonio to take on the Spurs. Clippers countdown begins at 4 p.m. tonight on L.A.'s home for Clippers basketball. AM 570 L.A. Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Afternoon delight. Okay. What I'm talking about today's afternoon delight is Bad Idea by Dove Campra. The Seattle native dropped this track late last week as she gets set to drop her debut album within the next few months. In a statement, she said, This song was inspired by a text I got that was so intense. And such a bad idea that I had to go straight to the studio the next morning to write about it. Bad idea is the moment before diving into what could potentially be a severe crash and burn, but deciding to take the risk anyway. Again, today's afternoon delight is Bad Idea by Dove Camera. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. No your squad. Hey, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Today in 570 LA Sports. Check out how you can win tickets to UCLA football and basketball games. Clippers, Kings, and Chargers. Get on it. Let's go. Alex and Boyle Heights, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play Know Your Squad. Now, in Know Your Squad, I'll give you a question and five choices. Do not answer before I've given you all five choices. If you do that, you'll be locked out of the question. You got it? Got it. All right, you also have a challenge. Use your challenge. It's upheld. You keep your challenge. Use your challenge. It's denied. You're also locked out of the next question. You got that? You got it. Very good. Know your chargers. Ronnie, you ready? Happy Friday to you, Rogan and Rodney. I'm ready to go. And Alex, here's the deal. If you win, you're getting tickets to see UCLA in Arizona. If you lose, that means we're opening it up to everyone. Fair enough? Fair enough. Let's do it. Who holds the team record for most receiving yards in a single season with 1602? 
Lance Allworth, Keenan Allen, John Jefferson, Antonio Gates, or Antonio Banderas? Antonio Gates. Lance Allworth. All right, stop. Antonio Gates. Everybody stop. Ronnie is locked out. He answered before I gave the final answer. Final answer. Yeah, choice. Ronnie. I did? Yes, you did. So Ronnie is locked out. I'm sorry, Ronnie, but a rule is a rule, and I don't want to cheat right. Alex. Oh, that seems that, rather Ronnie. petty, Fred. No, it's not petty. You you are locked out. Wow. I didn't hear you get, I didn't hear you get locked out, Ronnie. Neither did I, by the way. Wow. I think Fred's just making stuff up on Friday because he doesn't care. <laughs> booth replay. Booth replay. <laughs> We're calling for a booth. This will not count against anyone. Let's go. John Jefferson, Antonio Gates, or Antonio Banderas? Antonio Gates. That's all worth. All right, stop. Whoa. I mean... Sounded fine to me. Do it one more time. That Antonio Gates. I said Lance John Jefferson. John Jefferson. Antonio Gates or Antonio Banderas. Antonio Gates. That's all worth. Okay. I should get two for that, Fred. You don't get wow, two. Fred. You're still locked out. You did. Why? Why? <laughs> what? Seriously? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with you, Fred? Yeah. You did I'm answer against before. Him and that's all terrible. Right. All right, Alex. Should Ronnie be locked out? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Alex heard it. I, I swear, Ronnie, I heard that. You answered before I finished answering. But Antonio you just heard Banderas. the replay where he didn't. No, the replay I thought he did. Uh, you must, I think you're the only one. I don't know. I think Fred has it in for me today. No, do it one seems, more time. Seems like Last it. time. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. John Jefferson, Antonio Gates, or Antonio Banderas? Antonio Gates. That's all worth no. All right, stop. It's all right, Fred. I'll stay locked out. You're I'll locked play out. your little game. You're locked That's out. terrible. It's, I'm sorry. He did answer too soon. He's locked no, out. No, he did not. Sorry. I think so and so does Alex. So here are the choices. Yeah. Lance Allworth, Keenan Allen, John Jefferson, Antonio Gates, or Antonio Banderas? Lance Allworth. Correct. Antonio Gates. No, it's Lance Allworth. Good job, Rodney. Ronnie, you're back in. We'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you think I want to do that? Do you think I want to sit here and lie? I think so. Let's, Let's move on. I think did. Possibly. Let's move on. We don't care. It's Friday. Okay. I think you did. I did not. Long snapper David Bin. Holds the team record for games played in a career with 256. Who was second in team history with 236 games played in a Charger uniform. Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, Junior Seau, Darren Bennett, or Tony Bennett? Phillip Rivers. Junior Seau. No good! Antonio Banderas. How about new? Antonio Banderas. <laughs> he was from the first question. Oh. All right, does anybody else want to try? JB Smooth. <laughs> How about you? Ryan Leaf? Who do you have, Alex? Ryan Leaf. And it is no good. Okay. We're throwing this question out. The answer was Antonio Gates, not Antonio Banderas. That's what Banderas. I said. No, you said Antonio Banderas. That's what you said. Antonio Banderas. Oh, I meant Gates. Okay, well, that doesn't. Antonio. It doesn't matter what you meant. Oh. It's what you said. Oh. Here's the next one. You knew what I meant. No, I didn't know what you meant because you Antonio said... Antonio Banderas was not even a part of that answer system right there. I just thought you were trying to be funny. No, you knew I wanted Antonio Gates. No, I did not know that or... No, you have what, to say Was it. Antonio Banderas even a even a candidate for the uh, answer? No, he was from the first answer. Right. You got. Well, you knew I wasn't talking to Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Banderas? <laughs> All right, let's try this one. Which of these men has coached a team-high seven playoff games for the Chargers? Norv Turner, Don Coriel, Sid Gilman, Marty Schottenheimer, or Marty McFly? 
Don Coriel. Regarding wow. Schottenheimer. Okay. Alex, good try, but Rodney is correct on Don Coriel. Air Coriel. Air Coriel. Ronnie's just quit. No, no, Fred, no. I'm still locked out, aren't I? No, you were locked out one. The first question, you're back. I, under, okay. I don't understand your rules, Fred. Am I locked Take out or not? clear, Fred. You're Ooh. in. You're in, Ronnie. Wow. You're in. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks, Fred. Now, let's continue. LaDainian Tomlinson holds the franchise record for most rushing touchdowns in a single season with 28, who was second on that list with 19 rushing touchdowns in a single season. Chuck Muncie, Natron Means, Melvin Gordon, Marion Butts, or James T. Butts? Melvin Gordon. Natron Means. Natron Means. No good. Marion Butts. How about new? Chuck Muncie. Ronnie is correct. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. You are correct. Hey, don't snap at Ronnie. Why are you snapping at Ronnie? He's just trying to play the game fair. Yeah, Fred. What's wrong with you? We are playing the game fair. What, what, what has been unfair about the game today? That you were locked out? Yes. Okay, well, you you deserve to be locked out. I'm sorry. It's so bad. You know, it's Your not... credibility e- is all shot on this game. It's not easy sitting here and trying to officiate these games. You know what, Fred? I was on your side. I was on your side when the Clippers didn't give you a chair. I thought that you deserved a chair. Now I don't think so. Oh. I don't want oh. the chair. Chris. I want to pull the chair from under you while you're sitting in it. Did yes. you did, Fred? Either that or put a tack in it. My God, when I was a kid, I, I kneeled down in my big toy box. It was big enough where you could kind of climb in. I, I knelt down, and I knelt on a whole pack of thumbtacks. They were stuck in my knee. That's true. Ooh. Yeah. That's what you deserve for locking Ronnie out. And that is relevant how here, Fred. <laughs> From when I was six years old? Yes. <laughs> foresight. Yeah, the universe saw it coming. So. Never saw, saw it coming. coming. Sounds like the let's, six-year-old Fred locked me out. Let's get little Freddy right now. Let's get little Freddy for what he's about to do to Ronnie. <laughs> they got me. All right, of the quarterbacks who played at least 60 games, who has the highest career completion percentage while wearing a Charger uniform at 64.7%? Dan Fouts, Stan Humphreys, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, or Drew Barrymore? Philip Rivers. Drew Brees. Dan Humphreys. Stan Ronnie. Philip Rivers. So now we are on the final question, which means we are going to open the tickets up to everybody, but at least Alex can get on the board. It's Ronnie and Rodney battling for the win. Alex can get on the board. Who has the longest reception of the season for the Chargers with a 54-yard catch and run? Jalen Guyton, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Josh Palmer, or Arnold Palmer? Austin Eckler. Mike Williams. How about you? Austin no Eckler. Good. Mike Williams. No uh, Palmer. 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 Which the one? Palmer kid. Jesse Palmer. <laughs> no good. Palmer kid. He's not Palmer even kid. There's two Palmer. Palmer kid. Josh Jim Palmer. Palmer. Well, Alex, who did you? <laughs> Alex, who Josh did you Palmer. say? Josh Palmer. No. How about new? Uh, Keenan Allen. No good. Chuck uh, Muncie. Yes. No. no good. Oh, what? No. No. Oh, trying to make up, huh, Fred? Not a trickery, right? Good. Trickery okay. Going here on. is your hint. His initials are JG. Just George. Guyton, Guyton. James Guyton. We'll take it. It was Jalen Guyton. You know. Jalen Guyton. Yeah, the Guyton. Never lost. Right. Not Josh. Never. Never. Ever. Okay. So Rodney has won. Congratulations. Alex, good try. Zero. No, you know, that's true. It was zero. But the good news is I'm going to give was, you a head start. It was zero? Yeah, he got zero. 
but you're oh, going to hang up and call back immediately because we're going to give somebody a chance to win the Charger tickets. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go, hang up. 866-987-2570. All right, we're giving away UCLA Arizona tickets. That's what we're giving away. 866-987-2570. Rodney, uh, what caller number? Number seven, Fred. Number seven. 